our next guest. Congratulations. He has his own Netflix original comedy special. He's Rob Schneider. What is going on, Rob? How are you, brother? Hey, Gentry. Hi. Uh, I saw Shaq um, on the uh, Adam Sandler's new movie coming out. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I actually, great. I had a chance to meet Sandler at Shaquille's uh, launching of that new restaurant in L.A. Have you been to Sha- Shaq's new restaurant? I haven't been anywhere in L.A. We've been locked away for five months. I didn't know we were allowed to get out. I'm like, yes, I'll go. I'll go right now. Uh, Tell me where it is. You know, they, they deliver. You know, that contactless delivery has become uh, real popular. Although I do kind of like my cook to touch my food. I want you to cook it. You know, I mean, what are you doing? How the hell do you cook it if you're if you're not touching my food? Our guest right now, Rob Schneider, his new Netflix original comedy special. It's available. Watch it right now. It's called Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. And you want to talk about a mixed bag. He's got Filipino, he's got white boy, your dad was Jewish, your mother was Catholic. It's the mixed bag, though, that has made you who you are today, correct? Yes, uh, you know, I had an Uncle Norm, uh, Norm Applebaum, and uh, <laughs> he, the jokes were great over there. and uh, But the food, not so much. And then my mom's relatives, you know, were the Hamadas, and they're Japanese Filipinos, and the food was amazing over there. And... Uh, they would laugh at all the jokes, whether they were good or not. And so, I don't know. I just, uh, there was a big laughing people where jokes were important. And I just remember, like, that was the time to get everybody's attention. If you were able to tell a joke, they would listen to you. My dad would. You know, those are just, and I just remember, like, you know, laughing was the, the basically the, the thing that we all did together. And so, um, I didn't know you could make a living at it. But it certainly, when I realized that that was a possibility and that people did that, it was stunning to me. And I said, well, I want to do that, you know. And that was about as thought out as it was. And you did some writing as well. I remember that you first got signed on at SNL to uh, to be a writer. Do you remember the first sketch that you wrote that made it to live TV? Which which one was that? Well, first of all, it was just amazing to be, uh, be on that show because it was a dream for me. I mean, I saw it as when I was like uh, 12 years old. I was watching that show, staying up late. Uh, I remember when I was 16, I was writing jokes and sending it to the show. And then, uh, you know, it was less than 10 years later, I was on it. So it was that was just remarkable. The first sketch, if I remember being on there, was um, writing for a monologue, which I couldn't believe they were letting me do that because I'd just gotten there. And then I then basically I found out that, you know, that is like the, the lowest job of a writer on that show is the monologue. And I was like, what are you talking about? It's a monologue. This is like a, just thinking, what the host said. And so you, um, I always thought any job over there was incredible, you know. As long as I wasn't delivering food into the building, I was excited. So you think you actually got the job because you were sending in jokes for so long when you were a teenager? Or how do no, you, no, no. How do you no, believe no, you got no, the gig? Nothing to do with that. Nothing to do with that. I just, you know, I'm sure a lot of people wanted to write for that show because it was like the hottest show on TV. And it was like, you know, you had these incredible stars that were like uh, electrifying performers, Dan Aykroyd and... Bill Murray and Chevy Chase and the great John Belushi and Gilda Radner, Lorraine Newman, Jane Curtin. I mean, you know, that's a heck of a cast. That's the greatest cast ever. And so, you know, that's where the funniest people in the in the building were the were the actors. And I think when I was on there, the funniest people were there were the writers. You know, and if you know, I was one of the writers, Adam Sandler and David Spade. You know. And then uh, they, they would give you a chance to get on stage, too, if you wrote something funny for yourself. That was the rule. Write for other people. They have the stars, the, you know. And then, uh, and then they said, well, how do I get on there? I said, well, write for yourself. And then 
if it's funny, if you can perform it better than other people, we'll let you do it. And, uh, you know, it was incredibly uh, democratic, you know, unbelievably so. We're talking with Rob Schneider. He's got his uh, first Netflix comedy special. It is streaming now, just talking to your microphone nowadays, and you can find it, Asian Mama Mexican Kids is the title. You met Sandler in, like, 1999, and uh, I guess the way I read no, this no, 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 story... No, 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 89. 88, probably. So in 99, though, is when you guys start this uh, Happy Gilmore, what was it called, Happy Madison Productions. Uh, can you talk about that? Because at that time, there weren't a whole lot of people starting their own studios. You kind of had to go to the well, big studio. There's always been actors who produced their own stuff. I mean, the, the Cary Grant used to, was always involved in trying to get the production together. He didn't always take credit for his producing, but that's my understanding. You know, and the great Kirk Douglas also, um, you know, he's the one who put together Spartacus and uh, got the director, got the, the screenplay, which was written by Donald Trumbull, Trumbo, and he basically ended the black, the, you know, the blacklisting of, of uh, writers. And uh, so, you know, the, you have to really have a studio who wants to give you, you have to have several movies under your belt that made money, which is almost impossible. And then uh, and Adam did that, and then he put together this company. He did it, and um, the first thing that he produced that was not a uh, for uh, himself was this uh, Deuce Bigelow movie, which was, uh, gosh, I can't believe it's been 21 years now. Yeah, you were a fish tank cleaner turned man whore, and from there, you know, you just kind of went on to to success. It was it's been a, it's been a nice run. You're doing voiceovers for kids movies. I mean, when you look at the lineup of movies that you've done. I mean, I believe you and Sandler have done 30 movies just alone, and not to mention all the uh, other things that uh, that you're involved with. In your new special that you have, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids, you talk about uh, sex being runner-up to cookies. What the hell are you putting in these damn cookies, man? i got I got to try uh, some of them. Yeah, I said it. I'm, just, I'm as interested in cookies, for sure. I just think, you know, people can relate to different things when, you, when you're getting a little bit older, and my audience is uh, aging with me. Uh, I hope, and uh, so I, I think it's just stuff. Trying try to make it as relatable as you can, and you know, and and it's just stuff that makes the, that makes me laugh, and and the the problems in my life. Um, I think people can relate to it. You know, my wife throwing away all my sweatpants because she said the sweatpants lie to you, and I went like they lie to me. Okay, and then you know the next thing you know it it, it comes out to be. Uh, Good, good idea for a joke, and she's helped me write a lot of jokes and had come up with the situations, and uh, it's fun. You know, I've been doing this a long time, so I. Uh, but most people don't even know that I was. I started out as a stand-up, so I really wanted to have something out there that would be, um, you know, I could show my kids one day when they get old enough, and um, and I love doing it, and I really, really admire the great comedians, the great comedians today who are, you know, Dave Chappelle, Chris Rock. Um, Bill Burr, you know, Sarah Silverman, Whitney Cummings, there's Amy Schumer, there's, there's so many great ones. And, uh, you know, so there's a real high bar. And it's it's a great time to be a comic because you have audiences that are literally dying to come out and to hear somebody with an opinion because it's it's a culture now that if you do risk an opinion, they can destroy you, you know. So it's, uh, and they want somebody to kind of make sense of the world for them. And um, that's just never been a better time to be a comedian, in my opinion. Yeah, my dad was a comedian coming up. He threw some magic into his show. He he did make it to the Jay Leno Tonight Show. Uh, at one point, he did uh, 
get to grace the stage one time, but uh, never made it too far. But I always have this thing in my heart. I'm in the radio business. He was on Jay Leno. Uh, yeah, years ago, like probably in the, uh, I want to say early 80s, uh, there was a, a Tonight Show challenge that he won way back in the day. He toured the, uh, uh-huh. the, the the boats. He was on a lot of the cruise ships, and he still tries to do it to this day. He's getting a little bit older, so especially now, you, you know, nobody's traveling, so he's not doing much of it. But I kind of have this thing in my heart that at some point I would like to get up and try to do five minutes. Who gave you the best advice when you were an up-and-coming comic? What's some of the best advice you were given that you still kind of hold true to your heart today as you do stand-up? Well, Jay Leno. Well, well they, you know, there's a the bunch of... The greats always talked to me and gave me good advice. The um, I remember uh, driving Jay Leno around when he was playing in San Francisco in my car. I was driving him in my car. And, uh, you know, his advice was, yeah, how much, you know, you're a comedian, how much time you got? And I go, I got about eight minutes. He said, that's good. You know, most comedians ask how much time you got. They say, I got two hours. You know, who wants to hear two hours of comedy material? If you either have... Five minutes to kill every time you go out, everywhere you go. If you don't have that, you don't have anything. You know, you know. And I just remember that's good. Just work on your first five minutes. And then one thing I had to, when uh, Jerry Seinfeld um, was like, uh, "I don't care how famous you are, you get two minutes to be funny on stage. And if you're not funny <laughs> after two minutes, the audience is going to go nuts. They're going to go. They're going to, you know, it doesn't work. So you have to say something funny." And um, that was good advice for the second part of my stand-up career. Sound advice. One thing I learned from Jay that he didn't specifically teach me, but I, I didn't realize this. At one time I was out in California, I went to Hermosa Beach uh, when he was still doing The Tonight Show. And I went to one of those uh, nights in Hermosa Beach where we had a small club and he was just doing a lot of the lines that he wanted to try to do in his monologue either later that night or for the show the next day. And just testing jokes. So one thing I kind of learned from Leno, he, he's the great preparer, uh, being prepared for when that light light comes on. I, I thought that was interesting. Oh no, he was a hard worker. If you see Jay Leno's perform now, he's just as good as he was thirty years ago, and he he doesn't make one verbal, uh, you know, mistake uh, in, in an hour of his material, and he's just as sharp and just as as witty and and just as brilliant. And his, his jokes are just as logical, and, uh, and with the great absurdist pro- progression to all his stuff, and uh, he's just, you know, the, the best comedian of his generation. For he was absolutely. We're talking with Rob Schneider. Make sure you check out the new Netflix show, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids. Also follow him on the Instagram. You know, I'm really proud of you, Rob. You've you've turned out to be uh, one hell of a father. And I must say, what an amazing talent your daughter is, Ella King. That song she has, X's and O's, man. That record slaps. I love that song. You know, just go ahead and tell us a little bit about fatherhood and being Rob Snyder because, you know, you got movies about being a male gigolo and, you know, I've seen you up with your pants down in, in several films. But then you see Rob the dad on Instagram and it seems very genuine. You seem like a, like a pretty damn good dad. So nice work by you. Well, I can't. She's a great kid, and I, I don't can't claim any any. I can't claim any of her success. She did it all on her own, and uh, it's tough having a parent that's famous, and then you know not knowing who your your friends are, who who could be, or who isn't really. And uh, so she's just kind of carved out her own path, and she has a real passion for music, and I couldn't be more proud of her. So uh, you know, and I got she had two younger sisters who are uh, super sweet, and I always say, like, you know, there's always a silver lining to everything, and just, you know, being unemployed in, in this extended 
flatten the curve, flatten your life for five months. Um, hanging out with these kids every day is beautiful. They're just such a, and childhood just flies by. And just to be with these little babies and, you know, they're almost four and, and seven. And uh, it's just, uh, it's incredible. It's just a magical time where, uh, and it just blows by. And so I'm just, uh, I'm enjoying every minute of it. You can't get that time back, so if we do have a silver lining during this thing, you know, spend some time with the fam. I know Rob's been doing that. Make sure you follow him on Instagram. You'll see those cute little kids and his uh, his other daughter that's a, uh, you know, Grammy-nominated singer, uh, very talented. Um, I also, as you talk okay. about... Okay, she's on the, uh, the comedy special with me. She actually sings on the special. Yeah, yeah it's, really, it's really beautiful. I mean, I, I didn't know what was going to happen. I told her, I said, hey, listen, um, I got this comedy special, and... Um, uh, who knows if it'll ever happen again? Why don't you come out and do something with me? And she said, "Yeah, she'd love to." So she picked the song. She picked the song that she knew that I would know, a Roy Orbison song, and uh, it was very sweet. And people really responded to that, probably more than anything else in the special. She has a <laughs> very, very unique style. I would say it's uh, maybe you could put this like uh, in lights. Cause I, I feel like she's like Amy Winehouse meets Megan Trainer meets Blondie. With a sprinkle of Rob Schneider, it's like uh, my goodness, she would she would <laughs> love the first three of those and hate the last. One <laughs> yeah, of that but it was a sprinkle. It was just a sprinkle of Rob, you know, not not a whole lot. As we get older, I know you talk about that in the special as well. I recently started taking turmeric, turmeric. I don't know how the hell you say it, but uh, it's helped my back on the turmeric. Turmeric is that how you say it? It's uh, anti. It's, a really strong, it's, a, it's an herb. It's a really strong anti-inflammatory. And it's really good for old people. Yes, um, I'm taking that. To, so to I hear you're the vitamin king. Can you can you give me your everyday regimen as I inch older myself? Like, what kind of vitamins well, I, should a man be taking? Well, for for uh, any flu type uh, coronavirus kind of thing, and 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 this coronavirus is like a is a coronal virus, and it's a uh, you know I'm not an expert. I just tell you like what I heard from you know the guy who who's an MIT scientist. Uh, Raymond Francis, who I dedicate the comedy special, Asian Mama Mexican Kids, I dedicated to him and my cousin, who was also a doctor. And, uh, you know, he said, just take quercetin, Q-U-R-C-I-T-E-N. Okay. Quercetin, and then um, uh, and adrenal supports for your allergies. So, you know, I don't have allergies anymore. I just take that. And the multivitamin, vitamin C, you know, glutathione, uh, and acetylcysteine also is good um, uh, essential fatty acid you know which is uh, a lot of spectrum uh, it is another good anti-inflammatory uh, vitamin E fish oil uh, anything that's a good anti-inflammatory right now is a good idea gosh I mean there's a, a ton of it how but, many do you um, take because you know the sandman says that uh, you're obsessive compulsive with your vitamins so uh, yeah I am I about I'd say about 72 vitamins a day 72 that's like a meal do you even have breakfast or do you just eat vitamins I have a little bit of food with it but I'll, I admit <laughs> to you I can just take them without anything nice and, uh, you know what it does is especially you know you um, the idea is to never be sick and there's a great book called Never Be Sick Again and it was by Raymond Francis and that's how I met this guy you know almost 20 years ago uh, the idea of it is you know the FDA in 1997. I'm sorry. The, the it's not the FDA, but it was the um, the U, it's the USDA said you can no longer get all of all the nutrients you need from food anymore. You got to you have to supplement. And then they quickly backtracked on that. You know, 
because of all the complaints. And, you know, so it's really tough for the you know, food agencies and stuff to not be influenced by by the businesses that they're supposed to regulate. And anyway, so they backtracked against that, but it's basically true. I mean, you have, like, foods that are like, you know, whether it's a carrot or an apple, it doesn't have the same nutrients as it did 40, 50 years ago. It just doesn't. And so you need to... Um, supplement these things and and it's you know so to stay healthy to not get sick and i think definitely one of the reasons why we have a um you know health issues in america is because of the food you know we can you need to supplement and stay healthy and i think just because you're eating food doesn't mean you're getting all the nutrients you need so it's important to supplement and as a matter of fact you know half the americans take some sort of vitamin or something so i um I definitely think you, you should do it, and uh, and uh, you know they they don't give they never talk about your immune system when people uh, whenever anything's happening like right now you know they realize hey there's some things you can do to prevent yourself from getting sick they'll never tell you that but that's exactly what you exactly what you need to do you know you're never going to get somebody from uh, CDC going you know what if you just took vitamins lost some weight did some exercising went to a sauna and drank some really good water. Uh, you'd be fine. You'll be okay. You know, no one will ever say that. Yeah, they uh, they want us wearing masks and uh, hurting us around. Uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how everything shakes out. Well, I mean, at, at the same out. time, look, look. If you are if you are feeling sick, w- wear a mask. And if you're not, you know, it's true. If you have uh, health issues, if you have, you know, if you are overweight, if you have high blood pressure, anything, diabetes, uh, you should definitely wear a mask. And I'm, I'm not saying not to wear a mask. I'm saying you could, uh, you know, it could save your life. Absolutely. For most people, it's, it's you know this is not an issue, uh, but for some people, sure it is. So, you know, when I go out here, I'm, I mean, I wear a mask, no problem. You know, you would have never known Rob Schneider uh, maybe uh, should be wearing a white coat and uh, you know taking your blood pressure. This guy can tell you a thing or two about vitamins and some very. No, I. I this, these are just, by the way. I thought it was great advice, man. FDA, Take the none advice. Of that's FDA approved. None of that CDC. I mean, that's just from me. Rob Schneider, the comedian, so you could take that for what it's worth. Talking about a mixed bag for your show, uh, Asian Mama and Mexican Kids on Netflix, by the way. You can just uh, talk into your Netflix remote and it will come up. Uh, I read that your mom was a Democrat, your dad was a Republican, but it seemed to never cause any issues in the household. Uh, will you be voting no. in November? And uh, My mom was always, she never voted Democratic, even though she was a Democrat. She was always like a hardcore Reaganite, you know. He was always, uh, um, and my dad would always, he was Republican, always voted Democrat. He's very liberal. Because we're from San Francisco. You have to be liberal from San Francisco. That's just, you have no choice. Have you ever had and, any uh, run-ins with Kamala Harris? Uh, she's San Francisco uh, born and uh, raised, I think, I believe, in that I've, area. I'm not going to comment on any of that stuff. I don't want to be in the news again. Understood. Yes, I mean, I'm, I'm from San Francisco, so I You're was familiar there. With her. When she was there, I was there, yes. All right, well, uh, it sounds like uh, you, don't, you don't touch politics uh, in, in your comedy because, you know, who needs that? Not right now. Yeah. Not today, for Man, sure. It's, it's no, crazy. No, I mean, I think, I think people, they don't, uh, a lot of people don't have a sense of humor about it right now because it's such a highly charged issue that, um, uh, you know, and I, I understand it, I respect it, and I just want to stay out of it because I don't want to be dragged down by it. I understand. It can happen fast. Make sure you get away and check out his uh, Netflix special, Asian Mama, Mexican Kids, Rob Schneider. It was a pleasure talking with you. Good stuff, and uh, good luck with the special. Congrats on all, all those beautiful children you've uh, you've raised. Great work. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. You take care of yourself. Later, Rob.